The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hi, Pat. Howdy. And Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father Andrew. Hello, hello. So uh, this is, we're into our second week of uh, the... The virus. That's what we're just going to call it the virus, because we all know what it is. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, uh, the plague. And <laughs> the plague. We have the, we have hit by the plague. Uh, but we, you know, I think we mentioned this last time. Uh, we're all kind of, I think since then, the, the we've had all of these, you know, lockdowns and quarantines or whatever we want to call the requests and orders that we stay at home and not gather in groups of more than 10 or 20 or whatever it is in your locality and bars and restaurants closed and all that sort of thing, uh, the, the age of social distancing. And one of the things that came up to me with all of this is how technology is what sets this time apart from any other time when we had similar circumstances. I mean, if this had occurred 20, 30 years ago, let's say 30 years ago, gosh, we, we you know, there would have been no social media. I mean, we would have had maybe 30 years ago, that would be, 1990, would it be AOL and CompuServe? <laughs> We'd be spending three bucks an hour to to, to contact everybody. But we'd uh, have the Walkman by then, though. Yes, the well, the Walkman was well in place. In fact, I think the the, the CD Walkman would have been around. But no streaming services. We would have had cable, but no streaming TV. All these things that make it make life easier for us. Uh, no Amazon back then, you know. Uh, so it's it's in one way we're we're kind of you know lucky is maybe a, a a relative term here, but we're relatively lucky that we have what we the technology we have now. And so I, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about you know we talked a little about the technology last time, but uh, new things have, have cropped up. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to mention that uh, we every week every week every day this week and going forward in the foreseeable future, uh, SQPN has a new daily live video show we've resurrected let's talk and we're doing let's talk live every day 10 30 a.m eastern 9 30 central 8 30 mountain and 7 30 pacific for you early risers out there uh well that's not so early because if you you should be getting out of bed even if you're working from home but <laughs> that said we're on facebook uh doing live video streaming at our facebook.com slash starquest media and then we're also uh, putting it as an audio podcast into the uh, Let's Talk stream for if you want to listen to it later. Short show, 15 minutes, different folks every day joining me to talk, you know, some what we're, what we're doing, how we're spending our time and gathering the community together to talk and to have, you know, some some good community time uh, uh, around the StarQuest community of listeners. So uh, feel free to join us. So um, first, how are you all doing? Yeah, your father Andrew, you're you're holding up over out there out in Cheyenne. Things are good, more or less, <laughs> um, as good as it can be. Yeah, I mean we're we're one of the one of the many many dioceses who have suspended all public masses, and 
we have basically suspended everything that would include a meeting of people of 10 or more. So, I mean, we had our, our Lenten mission canceled. We have, mm-hmm. I mean, everything is canceled. So, uh, I, uh, as I tried to preach this past weekend on it, as we were leading into this, I, I told them and I'll, I'll tell you guys too, that I'm, I'm still processing and it's, um, quite a, um, uh, upheaval for, for all of us. Um, I think for, for the lay faithful as well as for the priests and the oh, bishops. Yeah. So there's a lot of suffering going around on all fronts. And so, um, you know, I guess I guess my, my plea to, to the listeners is is keep your priests and bishops in prayer mm-hmm. um, and know that we're praying for you guys because this is hard on on all of us. Yeah. So how am I doing? I am <laughs> kind of all over the place. And, um, you know, I yeah, I, I, I'm not even sure yet how to respond. Yep. Um, with some uh, clarity on that. And uh I mean, we're, we're really entering into a, a dark night of the soul sort of experience with this as, as a church. So, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to get through it, of course, but. You know, one of the things that's been really exciting for me, uh, to see is how many priests have really embraced the opportunity to, to, to share their private masses and their private devotions because we rosaries and adoration through yep. live streaming and some, some are doing it better than others. <laughs> <laughs> some are like yeah. they have their phone in their lap and we're getting a nice view up their nose <laughs> while they're doing and uh, uh other but and, you know and you want to tell some of them turn the phone sideways get a portrait view get a portrait but but uh, it is exciting to see them embracing this as a way uh, acknowledging how these sorts of things because fr- quite frankly i was preaching this 10 years ago when i was working in the archdiocese of boston for the uh the Catholic media office uh, where we were trying to get parishes <laughs> websites, never mind this sort of thing. Um, and so many churches d- didn't have Wi-Fi in the building and you, it was impossible to get a, a phone signal in, in some of these churches because they're bunkers, you know, they're built like bunkers and nobody would have understood why you would want to have internet in the church building. And we're learning. <laughs> but you raise a, an awesome point and, and, and that's tied up in everything that we're talking about is that, um, even though we are social distancing, we are in a unique place in history to be connected um, as we've never been before, even though we're not physically going and meeting with people. Um, you know, we can still, of course, be calling people, but there's there's the the social media, there's the Facebook Live, um, and there's there's so many ways for people to still be in communication and contact with their priests, um, as well as for priests to be in communication and contact with, with their people, um, rather than just a complete kind of absence of, of anything because there's no method of communication. So we're, we're in a very privileged time, but I think we're still trying to figure out how to do that. (laughs) That's right. Um, Because obviously I'll throw this out there. There's always been, uh, or I've already gotten a number of questions on, well, can you, can you hear confessions via Skype? Um, no, no, <laughs> we cannot because the sacraments are, are very, they're, they're both, uh, physical and spiritual. And so you can't, you can't take something that's meant to be physical and, mm-hmm. and do it just virtually. So no Skype, uh, no but, Skype confessions, but it, so. it gives a good reason why we have the, the confessional box with the screen. <laughs> yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a photo floating around yep. social media of a, 
uh, priest doing drive-through confessions. He was just out there sitting that. on a chair and had like some some cone set up so people could drive up to him. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of ingenuity out there, but the but technology is is giving us an opportunity to stay connected um, in in ways that we couldn't ever before. Pat, I know you work with a lot of older folks who are probably at homes, you know, in in many cases alone. Have you been in touch with many of them? Have they, have they been talking about how they're using technology to stay in touch? Uh, most of my clients do use email. A lot of them use Facebook. Most of them do not do video chats or things like that. Uh, some of them are still working. I mean, some of my clients are still working. And so I've started getting a lot of calls about, but I don't know how to set up. Skype, or I don't know how to set up a way to to use a, I don't have a camera. And I'm saying, your phone has a camera, you know, so <laughs> yeah. use that. If nothing else, to you know, to talk to your psychologist or whoever it is you're trying to connect with, they're, they're still confused. I've got a lot of people that think they have to have a big computer and they have to go buy a camera and they have to go get speakers and right. the whole bit. And I'm saying, no, if in some cases, a phone or a tablet works really well, and it's easier to set up actually. Yeah, that's but true. yeah, I've I've got some people that I've had to you know still go see because I could not walk them through over the phone how to get to a website so that I could do a remote call in. They just couldn't do it. Yeah, and so I've got some of them that are kind of lost, and I'm I'm trying to minimize visits, but it's hard. But a lot of them are saying, yeah, at least they can talk to their kids via text or that type of thing. And so that does seem to be a comfort for those who are able to do that. Yeah. Which obviously, if I'm seeing them for computer stuff, I'm seeing the ones who've got some connections. Right, right. And there's probably others out there who who don't even have that. A lot more that don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. But I was thinking about the fact that, you know, at least people should think of this as a time that they can pick up the phone and call somebody they haven't talked to for a while. Hmm. And our neighbor uh, texted me and said, hey, we haven't seen your husband out for the last few days. Is he okay?" And I'm thinking, yes, that's what we're all about. Mm -hmm. You know, concern for each other. So check check on one another. I would also like to just throw this out there. I know this is a tech podcast, but this is also an awesome opportunity for families to just spend some time together mm-hmm. and perhaps pull out some board games and, you know, go low tech um, to just connect with your family. There can be a temptation to over tech uh, the time, you know, because it's there. Or to, to watch Netflix all day yeah. or, you know, to disconnect right. even from those who are your, your immediate family. You know, there's, I, I, I've seen all these great resources that, that are being thrown out there, zoos and aquariums and, and you know, that, that are uh, doing live, you know, video tours and all this great stuff. And it's all great, but there's so mm-hmm. much of it. And, and you could overload on that. You, and that's, that's kind of what you're saying there is it's, there is that a possibility that we could overload on the good stuff. And don't forget that there's always still the just being together. <laughs> And and, right. and that's that's part of a tech of using technology properly is when not to use it. Well, and setting limits of saying, okay, for a couple of hours this morning we're going to go do these things, and then the and for a couple of hours we're going to go read or go take a walk or mm-hmm. uh, do some gardening or whatever it is that you know, and not say all day long, all evening long, but say at least you know the daytime may be good for some of this stuff as a substitute for school or whatever. But the evening is a time when we're together and just enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's very good. Yeah, as, as someone who's homes, you know, our five kids homeschool while I work from home, and we've done that for years now, you've got to be able to, you know, they the kids do have iPad time at, at times, but it's very limited. And the rest of the time is they're, they're, make, they're building Lego stuff. They're playing with puzzles. They're running around outside as the weather permits. That's, yeah, that, it's key. You've got to have that balance. So we should probably mm-hmm. talk about some of the tech stories that are out there, some things that might be, people might be interested in. Um, one of the things, you know, given how tricky it is to go out to stores and get things, uh, Amazon has um, become a lifeline for many people. Amazon is, is I think, second to Walmart as the world's biggest retailer, but it might be the world's biggest online retailer. Um, and they've made several announcements. Uh, we should expect our prime deliveries to to run slower. That's one of the things they mentioned. Uh, because they're they're being slammed by people who are shopping from home, that uh, they're also putting priority. And now this is the key. It, it's not that they're not selling non-health or household materials. There's been some reporting of that. They're prioritizing their warehouse space for the household goods and health-related goods over third-party seller goods. So the fir- the stuff that Amazon sells itself, you know, the un- you know from the- under their title, that stuff is still is still fine. It's that what they do is they'll sometimes or not sometimes is that there are there are thousands of third party sell retailers who rather than run their own online store and warehouse and whatnot, they let Amazon sell it and do the fulfillment of the order for them. Well, those guys are getting kind of pushed out, which is bad for them. I mean, that means they're not doing having being able to sell stuff. Uh, but it means that more of the stuff that people want, like, you know, toilet paper and paper towels and all that stuff that's hard to come by, uh, hopefully will be more available. Uh, so have you heard uh, at all about about this, um, it, about Amazon making some changes? Yes. Uh, in fact, one of my our friends, Teresa's housemate, is a seller on Amazon, and she had put that out today saying that it's the sellers are being asked if it's not a, a priority item, a, a medical item or a staple item, that they're not accepting incoming deliveries for them to be resold through Amazon. Right. And exactly what you said. But, the, you know, that announcement's going out there for the, the crafters and the the people who are uh, selling stuff through fulfillment by Amazon. Right. Type but things. they can still sell direct. They just have to sell. Yes, they, they, can, they can do that. They can ship themselves. Yeah. But right. Okay. Uh, one of the other things I heard also is that they're looking to hire a hundred thousand workers for warehouses and other fulfillment needs, and that other companies have like uh, uh, grocery store uh, distrib- distribution warehouses, and they're looking to hire people for truck drivers who've been laid off from anyone to work in their warehouses. So, if you if you if you were a restaurant worker <laughs> looking for something to take up the time now that you can't work at you, you Amazon's hiring so uh, that might be something that, something you could do so and then uh the, you know, some of the other stories uh here's an interesting one it, now do both of you use apple uh apple pay on your or or a contactless yes. payment yeah i do i yeah i use apple pay do you find uh what percentage of of your purchasing would you say would you say half more than half as much as you can <laughs> for me, it's as much as I can, but that yeah. still is pretty limited. Okay. Um, I mean, for, from what I remember, like just out and out and about in the community, about the only place that I ever really remember using it is Subway for oh. some odd reason. <laughs> um, I end up using it more 
if I buy something online oh, okay. and it can go through Apple Pay. I, I'd, I'd love to use it more, but um, either I guess it's not obvious that it's an Apple Pay accepting place or I've just, yeah. Okay. I should use it a whole lot more, and I and I well, and I and I have definitely been involved in those conversations on why it's it's more secure than just a credit card, right? But right. well, it, it maybe even with Pat. How about you? Just before we get into why, yeah, yeah, I use it every time I can. Uh, in most of the grocery stores, pharmacies, uh, even a lot of restaurants, especially if they're using a square uh, type of swipe, mm. will we'll take the contactless credit cards. Uh, it's a lot more than used to be. Uh, and so that's that's encouraging, but there are yeah. still a lot of little little places that they just have the the physical swipe, and that's all you've got. But a physical card swipe is probably a lot more sanitary than handing them a stack of dollar bills. Right. Uh, that's that's where I was going with that. Is uh, they're, they're, well, some of the experts are saying it's m- money, cash, coins are carriers for germs, and that you're a lot safer. If you're doing things, if you're even if you're just swiping, never mind the contactless, contactless with your Apple Watch or your or your iPhone doesn't even have to touch the device. Although sometimes they want you to type in your uh, your your uh, zip code or your PIN, which is you have to touch the thing. So maybe you can find a stylus to do that for you. But <laughs> and regardless, um, it's better you know you is putting your own card in and, and doing that yourself is a lot better than handing the card or cash back and forth to someone who you don't know if they're, you know, they've been coming into contact with all kinds of people during the day and who knows if they're properly washing and that sort of thing. So uh, they're saying that contactless payments, this may boost it. More places may do it. People may go out of their way to go to places that use it. I mean, I, I know um, most, I, I, I rarely use cash now, except uh, uh, in, in like, you sometimes have to give somebody money, you know, who is not, you know, is not uh, technologically up with, you know, doing Apple cash or whatever, that, that sort of thing. Um, I find myself with cash like that. But in general, almost almost everything I do is now is is, is uh, either card or contactless. Um, there is one convenience store near me, uh, like a, a mom and pop, where it's supposed to be Apple Pay. But every time I try to use it, it beeps and says card declined. And then I put that very same card, the physical card, into the thing, and it takes it. So I think they need to get that fixed, or I might not be going back there very much <laughs> if they don't fix it. I'm concerned, though, you know, for the people who have never done this, this there's going to be some gear up time for them to get the mm-hmm. equipment and learn how to use it. Now, if depending on how long this lasts, it still may be a good idea. But, you know, I can see there's going to be a lot of confusion in the very beginning. And yeah. I'm seeing the same thing with the with the working from home, if they're not already used to doing it, all of a sudden to go get that gear and try to figure out how to set it up is is so stressful. Yeah, yeah. And there's all kinds of advice out there, all kinds of uh, tech, uh, you know, websites and, news. oh, you, these are the essential apps and the essential gear. And a lot of that isn't essential. <laughs> Just, right. you know, uh, although, I, you know, one of the things I would say in general, a piece of advice working from home is even if you're working on a laptop, See if you can get a big screen, you know, and a real keyboard and, and, a, and a mouse or, or trackpad. Um, a, a laptop can be good for working on for, you know, as needed. But when you're for hours a day, having the bigger screen and a real keyboard and a, and a bigger trackpad or mouse makes a, makes a big difference, in, even if it's connected to the laptop. Uh, so that's my, my little bit of advice. 
so uh, the other the other bit of news, and we can move on from there. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of news about how uh, people working from home are are stressing their um, bandwidth, their their internet. Uh, Comcast and T-Mobile have lifted data caps. I took a took the plague for them to lift their data caps, but there's now if you want to download the, that 300 gigabyte uh, video file, you can do that now. <laughs> but um, it yeah, might take a while. It might take a while. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they've lifted their data caps for the interim for the for the time being. They they're no longer um, disconnecting people for lack of payment for the short term. You still gonna have to pay your bill, but they're they're holding off on the disconnections. And uh, Comcast at least has announced that they're giving a basic internet access internet service to anyone who asks for it in their service areas. Spectrum said basically, if you had a household that had children that were needing to get on the internet uh, for home for homeschooling or for schooling purposes, they would do it for that. They didn't say all households, but they, at least yeah. they said free internet for for families that have kids in school. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see these. A lot of these companies are are sort of extending things out for folks uh, this way, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, some of the providers, like uh, the the phone providers, like uh, AT and T and Verizon, are offering free Wi Fi for sixty days, which you know, we'll see how that goes. So it's very interesting. Um, there's there's so much more. Uh, one thing that came up today as we're recording this was that Slack, which a lot of companies and organizations use to communicate, uh, has introduced a new interface uh, just today. They've released they re- a big redesign. Um, uh, SQPN, I've noticed we we have a Slack uh, team that we use a Slack uh, setup that we used to communicate amongst ourselves, and the the amount of traffic there has amplified in recent days, which is which is great. I love that it 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 forms that that backbone of community for us. But uh, I think it's become that way for a lot of people, and so this upgrade is going to be really nice. It's rolling out first to new users, so they don't see a old interface that they have to figure out and then suddenly change to a new interface that they have to figure out. But uh, so uh, all Slack users are apparently going to get uh, the new interface soon, which will be good. It, I, it's, it's needed some updates to better organize things, which is, which will be good. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on from, from the, uh, the bad news to some good news. <laughs> shall we uh what of the uh one of the results of the 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 virus is that a lot of tech companies have had to cancel events and announcements and things like that uh we've already heard that uh D- apple's wwdc is going to be virtual and online and so was facebook's f8 conference and google io and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. uh there would had been long uh rumored that there would be an apple event at the end of march apparently that was true <laughs> Because Apple today, uh, Wednesday, March 18th, as we record it, uh, has announced a whole bunch of new gear. Now, did you all get a chance to look at the uh, announcements on these? What what are you, what are you looking at here that that uh, is most interesting to you, F- Father Andrew? Uh, so I I looked through all of them, and actually, the one that excites me the most is the Power Beats Four. <laughs> so they have they have um, new really? Power Beats uh, headphones, yeah. What about the uh, most interesting? Well, uh, I uh, I, I kind of read through. So I use the Power Beats uh, to to exercise with. I find them uh, really really good. Um, I I don't know why I am so not a fan of just uh, a earbud without any sort of tether to anything. And I I don't know if I'm scared I'm going to lose it or you know. It, 
whatever. I, I just, I don't mm-hmm. like that idea. I like that the power beats have these, um, it's got a, it's got a little, uh, part of it will go behind your ear. So it like, I feel secure with it. It's not just hanging out of my, my, my ear. So I love the power beats in general. So when I, when I saw that it's, it was, um, it's actually, I, I have a fairly new set as it is. So I'm probably not going to upgrade to this, but you know, 15 hours of battery life and, um, all the, the, the upgrades to that. Yeah, they <laughs> it kind of was speaking my language. At 150 bucks, that's a pretty good deal c- compared that's to AirPods, which are more than that, a little bit more. Um, I, I know what you're saying about worrying about them falling out. I have AirPods, and I'm constantly, like when I'm walking, constantly having to touch them, push them in, push, you know, make sure they're not falling. And occasionally they'll fall out. And if I'm you know, wearing a coat, it's like it's in my coat, it's in my scarf. Yeah. I'm like, where the heck did that go? If I'm not wearing a coat, it's on the ground. And, and I worry like a if I'm crossing, I have a major street here, and if, if I'm crossing a street and it falls, I'm like, I, I don't want to bend over and pick it up and get hit by a car, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I I agree. I I like the idea of the tether on the ear, you know, it, and I balance that against that, well, but there's that convenience of being so small and nothing to tangle or get caught on things. And so uh, that would be a tough one yeah. for me. It, it's not ever going to get tangled, though. Like it's the, short, the, yeah. the, the wire is short, yeah. yeah. Um, and... and if it's a status symbol, I don't, I don't need a, an AirPod to, to, you know, uh, but people they, think I'm they cool. are, they are comfortable and they do work phenomenally, but, um, Excellent. yeah, no, I, I, I prefer that. So yeah, so I was excited about those. The other ones, I just got a new iMac and, and that's what I'm using a podcast with. And so yep. I'm not in the market for, for a new, uh, iPad or, or a MacBook air. How about you, Pat? What, what makes, looks most interesting to you? Well, I'm not in a market for one, but that MacBook Air looks really sweet for people that I've got that are really getting ready to move to a Mac from from PCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a good starting machine and is going to be very powerful compared to what what uh, the older ones were. And so that that really looks exciting. Um, I don't do enough that I would really gain much out of the iPad Pro upgrades. You know, I just got a a different keyboard with my iPad Pro. Uh, I'm happy with it. You know, it, it works fine. So uh, I'm, that this, that wasn't really exciting for me, but I could see where it would be for some people. Let's let's talk a little bit about these two uh, devices here, because the uh, the MacBook Pro, it's got like you mentioned, it's more powerful. It's got new uh, a CPU the Air. Yeah, I'm sorry, MacBook Air. iPad. Yes. Or, okay. No. Sorry, I was mixing them together. MacBook Air, because <laughs> the MacBook Pro they already introduced the the 16 uh, inch earlier, uh, but it's the MacBook Air and it. The big, I think, the big thing that people are talking about is it's got the new keyboard, the new Magic Keyboard, ugh, Magic Keyboard, so silly, but the new keyboard <laughs> that they put in the MacBook Pro, the newer MacBook Pro, to to make up for the the really terrible keyboards that they've had the last couple of years. Uh, people are really happy with that. I've heard, I've been hearing for months. People say, "Oh, if only they would put that new keyboard in a MacBook Air, I would snap one up like that." And and so they have. Um, the price is nine ninety nine for the an eight ninety nine for education. That's a that's a really great starting price. With starting with two fifty six gigs of storage. Thank you, thank you. Yes, less than that is not enough. <laughs> it just it's just. I mean, even with the, everything in the cloud, you putting your photos in the cloud and all that stuff. It's still. So my wife has a, uh, an eleven inch MacBook Air that is, oh, ancient at this point. It's like four five years old at this point. Um, which replaces the one that she destroyed by pouring a glass of water on it. 
which replaced one that she destroyed by pouring a glass of water on it. So this one <laughs> I encased in plastic <laughs> so that she has not yet destroyed this one by pouring a glass of water in it. But uh, but I'm, it's it's getting a little long on the tooth. So I'm I'm kind of I like this one. It's, and it's a 13. No, notice that it's only uh, they don't do an 11 inch on this one. I, I noticed it's yeah, just the 13. Was, yeah. Yeah, my first uh, Mac Air was an eleven inch, and I liked it. But I mean, the uh, yeah, the eleven inch, and but I just found myself really straining sometimes. So when yeah. I got another one, I got the larger screen. She likes that's, it. That's great. Yeah, she likes it the the smaller one, but I think she'd be happy with the little bit larger one. Uh, so we have to, you know, well maybe maybe for her birthday in August, we'll we'll maybe figure something out. <laughs> maybe they'll be in the refurb store by then, which is my secret. <laughs> My secret uh, ninja thing. So now uh, I didn't really read about the Mac Mini. I kind of missed that in all the rest of the announcements. So yep. do you know what they've done with the Mac Mini? Not a whole lot. It's uh, they've upgraded the the storage a bit, and uh, it's and it's a little cheaper, <laughs> frankly. You know, so you uh, it's seven ninety nine configuration comes with two fifty six gig hard drive as opposed to the smaller one. I forget what the smaller one was before. And uh, a thousand ninety nine is five twelve gigs. So um, yeah. I, I'm not even sure what they if they've done much to the CPU on this one. It's it's pretty. Uh, it was a pretty minor upgrade, a incremental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a lot of people again that are going from a PC to a Mac and looking at that high cost and says, "Oh, you know, the Mini is a nice nice transition machine for a lot of my older people." Oh yeah. And uh, it's it's not going to be the most powerful one out there, and, and it's going to get slower over a couple of years. But it is a nice way to get them in into the Mac environment. And frankly, it's I mean, uh, even the seven ninety nine is going to be retain its working life longer than uh, a Dell or a serve, you know, of, yeah. of, of mid range, you know, of the of the that eight hundred dollar range in there. It's going to it's going to maintain it longer. So let's let's now talk about the star of the show today, which is this new iPad Pro with Magic Keyboard, with it has a trackpad, and uh, this is very interesting to me. Um, I have an essentially brand new iPad. I mean, it's actually literally brand new. I I uh, I I got it last year, an iPad Pro, and then I had just had it replaced like two weeks ago because it was. Uh, malfunctioning and they replaced it for me so it's pretty much brand new but the new ipad pro that's coming out uh so it's got this the cameras on the back is essentially the iphone 11 cameras as far as i can tell um it has a lidar scanner which it, it's a um it, it's a it's it, the it's not for scanning papers it's not a document scanner i i, I know some people got confused by that it, what it does is it it can measure a room so it can it can sense the distance to things and create a, an augmented reality version of the room uh and the other but the big thing is is this keyboard and and the new mouse trackpad support you could do mouse and trackpad in iOS 13 but uh, until now using the accessibility but now they've really brought it to the forefront and the interesting thing to me is that this new magic keyboard that they have with trackpad will work with current generation iPad ah, Pros. Uh, so that's, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. I love the way that it connects to it. I think they finally figured out how to have this folding keyboard cover work in an intuitive way as opposed to 
you have to learn origami to figure out how the darn thing goes. Uh, but I like, so I like that it kind of folds and, and opens up like into a stand. Um, but yeah, now the downside is, is this keyboard, uh, brace yourselves. It's like $400. Ah. So, you know. Yeah. Ooh. It's, that's a, and that's half that's away in to addition the computer. To, that's in addition to oh, yeah. the $800 oh, price yeah. of the iPad. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It is on top. Yeah. That's on top of. So we, I mean, you're looking at the the cost of a, a decent MacBook, you know, to get this with the trackpad and keyboard. I mean, you really have to be committed to the, the trackpad, keyboard, iPad lifestyle here. I mean, that's really what it kind of boils down to is, is you, you've got to be all in on, on iPad, which, you know, Okay, I, I mean, I I'm not. Uh, I I'm still first and foremost a Mac guy, but yeah, I mean, I I could I would love to have one. I mean, put it put it let me put it that way. Um, I love the idea of having it. You know, once you've got the the pencil and the keyboard, yeah, you're up to over twelve hundred dollars. Uh, I think somewhere around there. Um, yeah, what's the price? Yeah, I would be tempted that. to go ahead and go a MacBook Pro at that point, but you right. know, I guess I guess they're. Apple is really pitching it to be a replacement for a laptop, although it technically still can't do some of the things. So yeah. I know that's where they're going. It's just that there's a part of me that's dragging my feet. I should I should clarify the 11 inch is three hundred dollars. It's the the 12.9 inch is three forty nine. So not quite four hundred dollars. So still. it's still three hundred dollars for a key, essentially a keyboard. That's that's but I think what what, what has me kind of intrigued by the whole thing is that they in in their uh, press release they're saying that they didn't just copy the the trackpad support from the experience from the Mac OS but they reimagined it for the iPad. Yes, uh, so, so the, that has me interested. There's a great video of uh, Craig Federighi, who's uh, the Apple vice president for software. Uh, who would normally at a, at a big event, a keynote event, would get up there and demonstrate it, uh, him demonstrating it on camera. So doing mm-hmm. his, his, his shtick, which is good. And uh, we'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes. But uh, the, it, it, it's very interesting. Yeah, the way that it works is, is um, you put your finger on the trackpad and you move it and you see the cursor on the screen. It's a round dot as opposed to a, an arrow. Um, and as it slides over place, the things you can click, there's a definite change in the shape and and how things kind of pop out. So it's very it's very uh, nice that way. There are two finger and three finger gestures for navigation and for manipulating things. Uh, so it looks, I mean, it looks great. And in fact, for the the gold standard here will be how you can do text manipulation with it and editing, and then you move the cursor around in that. So. Um, that will be interesting. I mean, frankly, a lot of times I find myself when I'm on my laptop, I actually find myself touching the screen of the laptop of the MacBook <laughs> because I'm because I, my mind has shifted when I've got a screen there in front of me on the table as opposed to otherwise. But, uh, you know, as long as you can use these features with third party devices like or my my magic trackpad that I use on my iMac, if I could connect it to my iPad using the updated operating system and this new stuff that I would be fine with that. I, I, I'm not especially, you know, jonesing for a, a, a trackpad keyboard keyboard myself. I've got the bridge keyboard and I'm kind of happy with that. Um, but if I could use like a third party mouse or something with it, that would be it, which I can now I, I grant, but much more uh, um, integrated, much more integrated, not so um, 
uh, you know, through the accessibility menu, and it's not quite smooth yet, uh, uh, that like this is. So it would be nice. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's their new lineup. Uh, and again, it's you know if you're in the market for an iPad Pro, it's really nice. The one thing we didn't hear about was uh, the expected um, low end iPhone. The sometimes it's called the iPhone SE two. Some people call it the iPhone nine. Whatever it would be. Um, some some sort of a lower cost phone has not been announced and and some of that may be because they expect them not to sell very well given the current circumstances or that they couldn't make enough of them in China to to satisfy the demand given what was going on in China not too long ago so or it may just still be coming later this month. They wanted to do a separate splashy announcement of some sort. So we'll, we'll see. It seems like they've split up the iPhone from the other announcements uh, a little bit more sometimes. Yeah. Well, they have an iPhone event usually in September. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that that's that they're you, they may not make big iPhone announcements, but they will make some along with the others. But yeah, I always think of the iPhone ones at a different time. They do the big iPhone announcement in the in the fall, but they have done a spring iPhone which is when they did like the SE or the small like the 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 less expensive the smaller iPhones, one, yeah. the smaller ones, that sort of thing. So they have done them in the spring, and so that's why people were hearing rumors that they would, and that way they don't cannibalize the sales of the uh, of the high end stuff in the fall. These are aimed at a different audience. That's the thinking. But uh, you know, uh, ev- everything's in the air now. Who knows what? I mean, we may not even get an iPhone 12 this year. That's been been talked about. Um, it, I've seen reports that the Samsung S20, their brand new flagship phone, has has hasn't been selling at all. Almost. I mean, it's really minimal sales so um it's 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 a whole new world we're in <laughs> yeah people are you know with all this having happened with the economy people are going to be tightening back on those things that are not essential and they're going mm-hmm. to be saying i don't need a new phone i've got this one it'll work perfectly fine right right although like, we get that sweet stimulus money coming you know people can have that big oh. check burning a hole in their pocket right <laughs> Yeah, but I thought that was for rent and for uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> internet yeah. access and things like you that. Know sure. people yeah. Are, yeah. You know, people are. Well, speaking of um, uh, not spending our money on uh, irrelevant things, uh, there was a headline I wanted to uh, jump in on. Uh, is that Xbox announced the new Xbox Series X, <laughs> which I don't want to spoil anything you're going to pick for this week, Father, but, uh, but I just <laughs> wanted to mention that... Uh, uh, the Xbox has uh, the Microsoft has announced their the next version of the Xbox, and it's got some pretty hefty specs on it. Uh, some some really s- uh, strong contender for uh, for 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 gaming. I mean, we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home if you're going to be if you're going to spend some time gaming. This might be the way to do it. What do you think of it, Father? Um, I'm well. I'll, I'll give you a firsthand experience of it when it finally ships, whether it's <laughs> this Christmas or, or or not. But um, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I was kind of looking at it and and I um, yeah, I kind of get lost in some of the the techno mum, you know language yeah. and all of that with the the CPU and the GPU and all that stuff. And I mean, all of it was basically telling me that I should be excited for this thing. And I <laughs> and I watched some of the videos on on how how fast it loads compared to the the Xbox uh, One X and, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, the um, internal storage that it's going to have. And um, I mean, I'm a Halo Infinite fan that's come or it's coming with the with the new one i yeah i'm i'm gonna get it i <laughs> it's something that i'm just gonna have to budget for but um i'm yeah. excited for sure awesome 
Awesome. Yeah, I I needed to mention that uh, just because. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's an exciting bit of uh, of happy happy news to see that. And they've been they've been console. teasing the yeah. the hardware specs for months now, so it's yeah. nice to have it in front of us. Right. All right. So we should. Uh, I think we should move toward our picks of the week. I think that would be a, a nice way to wrap things up this week. And uh, as we do that, uh, Pat, I want to. Uh, turn it to you and say, what's your pick this week? Well, this is totally frivolous uh, because I've had a little bit of extra time this last week <laughs> or so. And uh, my brother, my brothers and I have been texting uh, like for hours <laughs> with each other. And my brother was telling me about Pinball Wizard. And I said, oh, I never did a lot of pinball when I was a kid. So, you know, let me go try it. And it's been fun. Uh, it's it's easy to get into and it's it's very uh, addictive and uh, I don't feel stressed by it. It's it's more uh, a happy thing. I don't like games that make me feel like I've got to run so fast to keep up. I, I, I'll I try a platform game or something like that and I'll think, oh, this is too much work. And I'll, I'll <laughs> throw stressful. it away. But this one's been fun. This has been fun. So this is uh, the Pinball Wizard. It's available on Apple Arcade. So you have to have Apple Arcade to uh, to get it. Uh, and, and frankly, Apple Arcade is hundreds of games now i mean if you can't find something that you like i mean you my kids love what the golf and uh which yeah. is that, that crazy golf game and uh red rain that which hexa, is, hexa flip uh i've i kind of give up on hexa flip for after a while because i got stuck and i was getting stressed so like like you said i, I start over <laughs> i start over <laughs> and go back through them again but pin, I, um, I saw pinball wizard and it, it looked interesting and uh maybe i should check it out if you if you think it's fun now, my brother had got, he has a little hand controller he just bought. Uh, I don't know oh. if it was the Sony or, or something that he just bought. But I just was playing it on the iPhone just left and right to use as the flippers. And I was having a lot of fun with that. Oh, cool. So it wasn't something I felt like you really had to have a controller for. Awesome. Uh, oh, that's good. Good pick. Father Andrew, what's your pick this week? Well, mine is very much in a in a similar vein, um, and mine is is less of a pick and more of I guess I, I would call it a, a service. Uh -huh. And in general, uh, my my pick is uh, the online gaming services. Uh, so that would include things like Xbox Live, the Nintendo Switch Online, the PlayStation Plus. But um, it's also you can use um, online gaming stuff with you know iOS and Android and PC and all all the all the platforms, and and I guess the reason that I wanted to throw this out there now was especially in this time of of being quarantined or, or social distancing, um, and if we want to avoid just complete isolation and and binging on Netflix, these. Online gaming services can be a phenomenal way to connect with with family and friends. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, here when we're done with this, me and my brother um, always play Halo online every other week. Um, oh, and wow. so it's nice. it, it becomes for us both just a, a something that we enjoy to do together. But, you know, he lives four hours driving north of me, but we then can catch up and, and talk about life and and connect in more ways than just playing the game together. Um, you know, and, but, but even in, uh, I had another friend who was, uh, we're, we're looking at trying to set up, there's, um, Armello, which, um, I don't know if that'll be a pick of the week or not, but I haven't really looked into it yet, but it's like a, um, a, a board game, a digital board game that can be played up to four people. Oh, um, yeah, um I might be interested in that. As, yeah. It's, it's sort of a, they, they call <laughs> the, the, the website as I was looking into it and I started to kind of download it and play it, um, said it was basically 
think of Game of Thrones, but with animals, (laughs) anthropomorphic animals. So like you're, you're, there's like four different races trying to, trying to ascend the throne of the king or whatever, but it's a tabletop board game kind of style of, of play. Okay. Um, and, and so, but that was something that, that we can set up remotely and we can play from, you know, each of our houses. Um, however, I think that one, it's on all the Xbox, it's on Nintendo Switch, it's on PC, it's on iOS. But I think in order for you to play against other people, they have to have it on the same platform that you do. It doesn't go cross-platform. Mm, that could be awkward. It's not a, yeah. a cross-platform play, but yeah. it is available It's a multi-platform, not yeah, cross. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my pick is is that as a as another way to connect with family mm. and friends. Um, you know, Mario Kart is a phenomenal way to either bring the family together or to tear <laughs> the family apart <laughs> as, yeah. as it is. But, you know, those, those are wonderful things to do when you can't physically uh, be together. When I have time for online gaming, I play World of Tanks, and there's, there's, there's nothing quite so satisfying as blasting. <laughs> when you're a little stressed out, just blasting other tanks with your tank and, and that sort of thing. Um, and Although the, the benefit of the side effects is my kids are now experts in World War II tanks, let me just tell you. They can, mm, they yep, can pick yep. them out. At, no, that is a, a Tiger II, not three. Uh, so, yeah, very good. That's a good pick. <laughs> so my pick this week is... Uh, well, it's sort of spe- a little bit of a specialized equipment, but it's 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 more than that, and it's this Elgato Stream Deck. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show we're, we've started doing this live streaming show, uh, t- uh, Let's Talk Live, and the Stream Deck is a programmable programmable keypad, uh, and each key has a um, an, uh, not LED like a OLED display behind it. So each one is a little miniature display. And each key can be programmed to do a different function, and then you can change whatever the the uh, the the icon is, that, so it tells you what its function is. And it's got some pre-programming. So the software we use to live stream is called Ecam Live. And when I activate Ecam, uh, when I start the software, it reprograms the Stream Deck, and now it's like a like a control panel, like you see in a control room, except very small. And uh, and I can switch cameras at the push of a button, put up lower thirds, all kinds of great stuff like that. The great thing is, is it's programmable so that you can use it. I use it in all kinds of programs. I've uh, set it up with all of uh, presets for a bunch of uh, functions that I do in Adobe Audition when I'm editing podcasts. So with a click of a you know a, one of these buttons, it will do six different things. Um, you can also. Uh, program it using keyboard maestro which is a mac automation software which you could you can create anything with that you could create shell scripts and do all you could do it literally anything with your mac that you can imagine uh with that at the push of a button and so i love it where like right now what i can see is uh i've got um a button where i can hit it and it will allow me to control all the lights in the house so i can turn lights on and off uh from this uh it's got my uh sound controls for the for the iMac and uh it's also got buttons where i can pull up my omnifocus task manager and show me the different like different projects and perspectives that i generally work on so you know show me my forecast view show me my calls i need to make today show me the bills that are due today and just at the push of a button so it's really it's a really nice device that uh and i'm still learning how to how to use it and uh it's uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, they have different ones they have different um <laughs> uh 
big and small. So they have like different size stream decks uh, of d- different number, different numbers of keys. We put it that way. So, um, well, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can check it out. So that's, uh, that's it for us. I guess I think that's our picks of the week before we sign off. I do want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create secrets of technology, including Trevor T, Anna D, Gerard T, Buck and Julianne T and Daniel R. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So uh, what do you think of our discussion? If you have any tips for uh, technology in the current environment and the way you're, if you're using technology in a particular way, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And of course, I'll put all the links uh, for the different things we talked about today in our uh, show notes at sqpn.com. Remember to like the show on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter where we're at sqpn, leave comments, share it with your friends. We greatly appreciate that. And so until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Absolutely. Stay healthy. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Adios. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. <laughs>